bad, immoral, and wrong. This is the Modern Eater Show. Piping hot and delicious. The Modern Eater. Your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck and Jay Parker. Okay, cool. Here we go. The Modern Eater Show live on iHeartRadio, 630KHOW. Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker. Big show tonight, Jay. Yes, it is a big show tonight, and we're excited, and we have a good friend in studio to uh, party down with us. Going to co-host with us tonight, um, chef extraordinaire, um, just really a spice master. The guy um, that knows so much about spices, he, he'll forget more than we'll ever know. And uh, excited to have him in studio here with us tonight. It's Chef Tim Ziegler. How are you, Chef? I'm doing great. I think you guys have uh, figured gotcha. this out. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's really cool to have Chef Zig in studio with us. And it's been, I don't know, what I want to say three, two, two, three years since we've had you on the show. What do you think? It's been two and a half. I don't know what's up with your microphones there, Zig. Um, <laughs> what do you got, TJ? This is the wrong microphone. This is a great start to the show here. <laughs> Love it. Uh, so, Zig, just grab this microphone till I can figure figure. Do you want to try that? Try the mic in front of you. This is not college radio. I promise. Does that you, work? Zig. Uh, that one does work. I want the one in front of you though. Let's see what we can do there. Okay, is this working? Talking your regular. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Zig, how are you? I'm doing great. Cool. It's Good. been two and a half years since I've seen you guys in studio like this, and uh, it's been pretty interesting. Yeah, it has been, and and uh, we're here excited. We've been kind of doing a co-host role, um, bringing in a chef, you know, as much as we can. What do you think? Every other week, every week so far, we're, we we're about on every other week, something like that. But it's fun to get like yeah. a different perspective from different areas. We were live from Stanley Marketplace uh, in Aurora last week, and we had a really cool chef from Bardot jo- join us, and she's um, premiering as uh, representing Colorado along with herself and brother Luck. She co-hosted with us last week, and her uh, her name is Carrie Baird, Chef Carrie Baird. And uh, she's going to be totally famous in about a week and a half. And <laughs> somehow we, we got a hold of her and we're getting uh, good guests on the show. So uh, pleased to have you talking about spices with us tonight. We'll jump into that. And I think it really is uh, one of those things to where here you are. You're coming up on on uh, the holidays and Thanksgiving just went by. But people are back in the kitchen, Chef Zig. Um, you know, these are, these are the months where if, if you don't like to cook or you can kind of avoid it in the summer months and in the spring, but when it comes to the holidays, there's a good chance you're going to be trying your hand back in your kitchen again. Half of all of the spices in the world are sold on October, November, and December. I mean, that, that's a pretty staggering statistic. Wait, that say that again. Half the spices in the half world. Half the spices in the world are sold in October, November, November and December. So that's, that's an incredible number, and it's because of just exactly what you're saying. So many people are cooking in their kitchen instead of just dining out that spice consumption goes up dramatically, especially sweet spice consumption. Uh, so there's none better than you to talk about. Uh, and yesterday, this is fun, where we filmed a video, Chef Zig, and that video was, <laughs> Jay, this was... 
in my house, in my kitchen. Yes, right? it was. So yes, Chef Zig came over to my condo in Cherry Creek, and he's in my kitchen. And actually, I, I did a good job of getting my spice cabinet in order. Or what I it, it, it looked a lot better than mine does. Mine okay. has so many extra bags in it; it's just crazy. Okay, and I think it's worth for people to, you know, once every year, every couple of years, to revisit your spice cabinet and see what's in there and what's growing and your menu and what are you cooking yeah what's your diet over eight meals in a week what What are you you cooking what do you need to add those types of things so i got ready for you chef zig i wanted you to come over take a look at my spice cabinet because i think there's a lot of things that we covered and again i'm just excited to release this video because i think it's going to be very helpful to people who take a look into their spice cabinets and they don't know how to make ups or downs of what they're doing salt and pepper that's basically salt and pepper and and garlic. But as I showed you last night, it's not. I mean, salt and pepper has changed dramatically in the last several years, where people are able to actually distinguish between Malabar, Lampong, Telicherry, and now the Kampot that I showed you last night. The, there's significant heat and floral and citrus notes that chefs are seeking, and how to improve their menu more and more. Um, people are turning into um, chefs in their kitchen. The people are liking to cook. Food programs are everywhere. And um, I think it's because people really care about what they're eating these days and the taste. I, I mean, I know, Jay, exponentially, you've gotten better with sourcing foods for your body and wanting the best ingredients and taste that you possibly can because let's face it when you're eating these days you kind of want to maximize what's on your plate because it's so pleasurable (laughs) does that make sense no it makes perfect sense and and although i didn't want to learn any of this stuff right that's just who i am i fight everything but it's the more i do learn and the more places we go and people i talk to it, it it really opens up your mind to what's happening around you when it's been closed off for so long and i know that i'm making it sound a lot deeper than it is but when mm-hmm. it comes and i said it i think two weeks ago when it comes to what you're putting into your body how can that not be first on your list considering it's what keeps you uh alive and real I agree. Yeah. before i forget i wanted to say this and when i real i realized this when we were doing that video yesterday from your uh from your place there with uh with chef tim is that all these people that are cooking and doing all these things you're probably a lot better cooked than you realize, but you're using the wrong ingredients. And so when these people come over and or the spices, rather, when people come over mm-hmm. and they're enjoying what you've made, if you're using, if you get with Chef Tim and and, and what he's dial you in, dialing you in to do, you're a, a lot better cook all of a sudden because you've got everything spiced the right way. I think that's actually a pretty good point. And um, we'll just refer to him as Chef Zig so that we don't have to confuse everybody. Chef it's, Tim, it's Chef, Chef Zig. Tim Ziggler, but we'll go yeah. with Chef. Zig today. But absolutely right. And maybe the other way around, though, Jay, is that you might not be a very good cook, but somebody like uh, Chef Zig's going to help you out to be able to spice it up to make it a little bit better. There's something to to that, isn't there, Zig? That's my tagline. The chef behind the chefs. Mm -hmm. So nobody knows my name. Nobody knows who I am. And I have a face for radio. So that's that's a good thing. Well, you got the mustache, though, Zig. But (laughs) what's cool about it is when I'm working with the chefs, um, you had the chef from Ravina in here the other day. Yeah. Chris Moore. Yeah. And Chris and I have worked on a number of recipes, and there's stuff that he does that are subtle and yet bright and very intense accents to the meals that he's pre- cooking. And 
his his clientele, I think his club members are just thrilled with what he's putting on the plate. I think we need to do this. So we're gonna we're gonna regroup. Uh, we're gonna come back and we're gonna dig in and kind of just uh, let you go. And I think it's important for people that want to have the best spices, best ingredients uh, in their cabinets to be able to cook with, especially during December, to where it's so important. We'll let uh, Chef Tim Ziegler, uh, Zig, Chef Tim, or. <laughs> You got me there, Jay. <laughs> ChefZig.com. Chef, C-H-E-F-Z-I-E-G.com, uh, if you want to see who we're speaking with here in studio. And uh, he's going to lecture us. We're going to come back and we're going to talk spices. And, and Chef Zig's going to tell you, here are the things that are important. And uh, I learned a lot about blends. A lot about blends, a lot about rubs. Um, spice blends are something I believe um, are very important to uh, have in your in your cabinet and the best way to acquire those. So we'll come back with Chef Tim Ziegler in studio with us. We've got a great show for you uh, coming up in the In the Kitchen segment. It's going to be a good time because uh, Jay and I, we visited the Family Jones, a new uh, restaurant distillery. Um, beautiful. Yeah. It, beautiful place. It is gorgeous. Isn't it beautiful in there? Really impressive. Uh, yeah. The Family Jones is a, a new place on Central, um, which is very lively. It, it, it's like, To me, it's kind of like Restaurant Row. Um, Central Street, it's above uh, I-25, just north of uh, the football stadium. Mm-hmm. And uh, you've got the bindery over there. You've got uh, Marcella's, you've got uh, the Family Jones, you've got uh, Root Down, you've Ale got House. Prost Brewing Company, you've got Ale House, you have Candela Latin Kitchen. It's a really cool area, and it's just vibrant uh, as far as restaurants and having so much selection. But we went in there and we talked and made some new friends, and Chef Tim Dodson's going to come up uh, from the Family uh, Jones. A new term that I've learned, do you know what a bitchin' is, uh, Chef Zig? I'm too old for that. Sorry. It's a bar kitchen all in one, and they serve out of a, a bitchin. So their bar, it's kind of hard to describe, but if you looked on the internet, on, on thefamilyjones.com is what I probably, I'm guessing is their website. But you'll see a bar. It's very for, and just in that same area right behind it is the kitchen. And so right. it's a bar kitchen and, and uh, affectionately called a bitchin. And they're working out of small spaces but doing so much, it's a – a restaurant slash distillery, which is also an interesting thing because they have to serve um, their own distillates. They cannot uh, serve wine and they cannot serve beer. Um, it's just what they can do with their ingredients. So they're just cocktail uh, masters, and I really love that. So delicious food, great cocktails. It's the Family Jones, and we're going to have on in the kitchen uh, Chef Tim Dodson at 645. That's cool. Uh, then the next hour in Booze in the News, We'll have their uh, distiller on, Rob Masters from the Family Jones. Looking forward to that. And then there's a big uh, competition coming up from Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. Those of you that like to decorate gingerbread houses, then you'll want to join us at Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project in the Santa Fe Arts District on Saturday, uh, December 16th. We'll do a live broadcast, and we'll uh, we'll have our decorated gingerbread houses. Uh, We'll judge those, and we'll also make uh, gingerbread men. You can... Uh, take part in the fun with the gingerbread men and the um, 
the delicious beer from Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. So uh, a head brewer coming in studio from Intrepid Sojourner tonight, Andrew Moore. We love when he's on the show. And then also taking part in this uh, ex- fun extravaganza is the head brewer from Spice Trading Brewing Company. And this all ties back in kind of a spice show we're talking about tonight. Spice Trade Brewing Company sources their spices uh, through t- uh, Chef Tim Ziegler. So they're excited to meet you. I am too. So you know what the what's the key ingredient for gin, Cha? The cr- key. It's uh, I, I know this. Oh come on, Ju- juniper, juniper, juniper berries, not twigs. Yeah, <laughs> but I still got it. I, yeah. When I said when I said when he asked that question, my brain instantly went to juniper. Yeah, and then juniper pig popped into my head from the mm-hmm. Stanley the last and the show, and right. then I'm like, wait a minute, no, yeah. that's pork. I have it wrong, and then so that's why I hesitated. Couple more cool things. Mary Hurdle from Barking Dog Beer Bones Company. Um, she's made some dog bones with um, the uh, spent grain from Holiday Brewing Company, uh, a dedicated gluten-free uh, brewery in Golden, Colorado. And Karen Hertz, she's a friend of the show. She'll come on as well. So it's an action-packed show. Spice is coming up. It's going to be uh, Chef Tim Ziegler in the next segment. And we'll just uh, get full-on nerdy with spices. That'll be next right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun videos and pictures. Just search The Modern Eater. The most delicious hot dogs in Denver are at Billy's Gourmet Hot Dogs. Signature dogs, specialty dogs, gourmet sausages, homemade, hormone-free, 100% single-sourced meat, and never any artificial flavors or coloring. You can taste the difference. 24th and Larimer, near Coors Field, plus food truck, street carts, and at Fiddler's Green. Savor the best damn dog in Denver. Billy'sGourmetHotDogs.com Hey, it's Greg Holland back for Gluten-Free Things. Are you intolerant or sensitive to gluten? Or maybe you're a gluten-free lifestyler? Is your menu limited because you've eliminated gluten from your diet? Are you missing the taste of foods that traditionally contain gluten? What if I told you that you can add breads, pizzas, muffins, cakes, cookies, waffles, croissants, English muffins, the list goes on right back to your menu. Gluten-Free Things is a local gluten-free and vegan bakery that reintroduces you to the foods you love. Owner John Irvin believes gluten-free shouldn't taste like the box that it's packaged in. Trust me when I tell you the products from his bakery in Arvada are fresh, flavorful, and masterly crafted, leaving you with a product that tastes like the real thing. Simply delicious. The bakery is located in Arvada on 64th and Sims across the street from Arvada West High School. Check out their website at glutenfreethings.com. You'll be amazed with the variety of gluten-free products they make. And chefs, don't leave your gluten-free restaurant guests without options. Contact John at info at glutenfreethings.com. That's info at glutenfreethings.com to see what he can do for you. Give him a shot. 11651 West 64th Avenue in Arvada. It's gluten-free things. Yo, yo, what's up? <laughs> this is Justin Brunson, Ultra Meat and Cheese in Denver Central Market. I'm a meat guy. <laughs> and you're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Let's go back at it on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, co-hosting tonight. Our chef friend, his name is Tim Ziegler. And uh, you can check out Chef Tim Ziegler on chefzig.com. Z-I-E-G is how you spell his last names. Okay, uh, next week, got to tell you, we will be broadcasting live from the Bindery. 
Um, this is a really cool, unique thing because they have a chef's table in their kitchen, opened uh, kitchen uh, layout, and there's a table right in the middle. We're going to broadcast right from that chef's table in the kitchen at the bindery, Zig. What do you think of that? I think that sounds like a blast. <laughs> it's going to be so much fun. Have you, eaten at, have you eaten at chef's table before? I Well, yeah, listen... I've had a couple of opportunities, and I got to tell you, if a chef's ever going to um, uh, cook for you, you never say no. Ever. 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 Because it's the best thing that you're ever going to have in your life. So we're so looking forward to next week. You should. It, it, it is such an experience to see how the leadership style of a chef works in a kitchen like that when they're doing a chef's table. And how they direct their staff, how they expedite. It's, it's fun. Jay, it looks like you're putting us live on Facebook right now. Uh, I see that. So if you want to check us out in studio here, we're on Facebook Live right now on the Modern Eater Facebook page. Um, let's do it, Zig. We're going to dig in. So since you are – your background in spices, first of all, take 20, 30 seconds to talk about that. I've been doing spices about 30 years. I lived in Asia for about three years. I uh, traveled everywhere, Malaysia, Singapore, Hong Kong, the Philippines, Okinawa, Kenya – you name it, I was there. And I kept stumbling into the spice markets and the really nice restaurants throughout Asia. I grew up in the food business. I hated it so much I joined the Marines to get away from it. And lo and behold, I wind up in Asia right where they make spices. I've got a Bachelor of Arts in Southeast Asian History. I've got a Culinary Arts degree. And I love working with spices and the flavors that they generate. It's just an amazing experience. It's your passion. Yeah. You love it. And uh, it really does show. So we're going to start here again, and I'll just jump in along with Jay. Um, and we'll talk because a lot of people, their spice cabinet's intimidating. You don't know how long things should be in there. Um, there's questions that, you know, you, you don't know the answer to, you, you don't want to ask. But we'll just start. First of all, the most important thing for your spice cabinet at home, where do you start, Zig? You got to pick your favorite cuisine. You got to pick what do you like to eat. And then you want as authentic a recipes and ingredients to match that cuisine. You don't want to use Mexican oregano if you're if you're an Italian um, cuisine lover. You don't want to adulterate it like that. You want to use the purest, cleanest, best product you can get your paws on and then cook with it. Learn about it. Figure out what the nuances are. And then experiment with different methods to bring that flavor out. Now, do you go, that's pretty advanced in, in my estimation, especially when, you know, a lot of people you're talking to, the, the basis is salt and pepper. Salt and pepper, garlic powder, maybe onion powder, maybe a couple of things. I mean, even to the uh, to the extent of uh, Lowry's seasoning salt, something like that. But where so salt and pepper? Let's build from there. That you believe that everybody should at least hear. Here's the basis of of ten spices. Let's say in your must haves in your spice cabinet to where those are some crossover spices from a, a Mediterranean to an Eastern food to those types of things. I know what I like, but uh, let's just start. Well, now you're not being fair because there's a basic spice shelf for every cuisine out there. So it's a matter of what your favorite cuisine is and then building the spice shelf to match that as opposed to only 10 basic things that cover everything. Salt and pepper are ubiquitous to every cuisine, but the difference between a smoked paprika and a Spanish-style paprika grown in New Mexico or California is dramatic. And so you really want to acquire ingredients to match what you're going to prepare. Okay. So herbs de Provence, you want, and, and you want to find blends that match the cuisine you're doing. 
make a really nice Italian herb. Buy a, buy a couple of different Italian herbs. Use a couple of different cookbooks to create that specific flavor profile. And then build on that when you're cooking. The classic blends are, you know, herbs de Provence, five spice from Hong Kong and Asia, uh, pickling spice here in the United States. There's a tremendous use of steak seasonings here in the United States. So McCormick started it with their uh, Canadian steak seasoning, Calgary steak seasoning, Montreal steaks. Mm -hmm. All of those are based on coriander because coriander, there's more coriander grown in Canada than anywhere else in the world. And you taught me so much about coriander yesterday. It is so much fun because it's there's a citrus, lemon, orange tang to it. You match it with an IPA, do a steak with some black pepper, garlic, and onion, and coriander. It's also the basis of coriander and black pepper for pastrami. That's the flavor you're really striving for when you're using coriander and black pepper. The spices for the holidays this consumption is driven by are the sweet spice, cinnamon, nutmeg, allspice, mace, the really pastry-oriented, pumpkin pie-oriented, dessert-oriented uh, sweet spices. And higher the volatile oil, better the flavor. Better the flavor, the better the result. You're probably going to do a pumpkin spice in the holiday. You gave me some pumpkin uh, flakes, I believe, yeah. yesterday, right? Th those look delicious. I can't wait to, to – first of all, how, how would you like me to use those uh, pumpkin flakes? Oh, I, th I think they're a great garnish. Mm -hmm. They're just a That's delightful right. garnish on anything that you're going to mm -hmm. do. You can use them savory. You can use them sweet. Uh, they're light. They're fluffy. I have a variety of freeze-dried vegetables, freeze-dried fruits that – the flavor is extraordinary, and the freeze-drying process keeps that flavor immediate. It's wonderful, and So you can do anything with it. Pump, pumpkin spice is big in this time of year, uh, nutmeg, um, cinnamon, uh, right? Right. Um, the, so these are types of seasonal spices, and again, when you go to, to freshness and, and spices, and again, um, this circles back to me cleaning out my spice cabinet, and because I literally w were, was looking at spices that were a decade old, l sure. literally. So, uh, you know, when you go to the, the cinnamon and the, it, it's not really an everyday spice like salt and pepper. It, it, should you buy a smaller quantity of that? How do you suggest people um, kind of stock their spice cabinet accordingly um, to usage of spices as well? Or can you keep them for a decade like I have? If you keep them whole, you can keep them longer. There are literally peppercorns that came out of the pyramids, out of the pyramids, that still had piperine in them 2,500 years later. I don't think any of us need to keep pepper for 2,500 years, but whole form spices okay. protect sure. the flavor profile. So freshness as well, right? You want them fresh. You want to keep them away from heat, light, and moisture. Those are the standard three. You want to... Keep them whole, grind them immediately before use, and then use them. Mm -hmm. uh, cinnamon sticks, grind it on a microplane. Is there a way on a microplane? Is there a way to preserve the freshness uh, other than the the container that they're in? Want to keep you know keep them shielded from light. You want to keep them away from steam. That was one thing when you said you looked at my spice cabinet. You said you know what I I approve of the overall. 
spice cabinet that you have, and there were reasons why. What, what's a what's a good place for a spice cabinet to be? How should it look? You want it accessible. You want it dry. You want it dark, and you want it accessible. You want it close enough that you can use it, so it's not an inconvenience to go find the ingredients. So you really don't want to have it over your sink then, Zig, right? And you don't want it over the range. You certainly don't want it over the range because every time you're cooking, you're going to have steam coming up off that range, off the grill. You don't want it there. You don't want it above that. You want it further away. I have a drawer at my house that I use, so it's down below all of that rising heat and steam and light. And I I like it down there. But uh, you can... Your cabinet was just fine, but it was a small kitchen, so mm-hmm. it's everything was close. Very true. Everything Very was close. Very true, but I think it's it, <laughs> it deserves to hear those types of things because you may be making a very uh, critical mistake by having your spices out on the counter in some of those uh, spice uh, spindles, um, even over your dishwasher. And so oh. it's on a spindle uh, uh, with a light over your dishwasher, which is... Um, the humidity from that, that there are certain things to where you just have to be cognizant of, of your spices and, and where you have them that will preserve that life of Some, your spices as well. The container store and other uh, packaging dis, uh, sellers, they're making the magnets, the tins with the magnets, and you stick them to the side of your refrigerator. And I just, it never worked for me because they're, they're always a jar not closed, they spill on the floor. They're expensive. You lost them. I don't like the light coming in on top of, of the container. Uh, try to prevent that. You want mise en place, Greg. Mise en place. you got to have everything put together before you start cooking. I agree. You don't want to be on the, have your steak on the grill and mm-hmm. then wondering, where's my stuff that I want to put on? How do you keep organized like that? Sometimes your spice cabinet can get a little out of control. And I believe that if you're, you know, the more that you use it, the better off you're, the better you're going to be with how you use it. But uh, how do you, how do you keep it organized in the sense that should your spices be laid out alphabetically? I, should, I don't do that. What I mean, do you, what being, do you do? Being, should being, you write them down? So you have kind of like a journal of your spices so that you can. That's re- a, that's a great idea. I mean, I like to, I like to label, take a, take a Sharpie and label the top of the jar so that I can look down on the top of something, whether it's on a tabletop or whether it's in a drawer mm-hmm. and I'm seeing a label, not just on the face. Bold. I can see it on the yeah. top because I'm looking down at a jar. Yeah. I want to be able to identify what it is. What? I keep my organized by rows. Okay. I'll keep all my primary blends. That I use, and I use a lot of blends. Yeah, I keep those on the left side of the drawer, and I have them lined up. Yeah, everybody's then, got a little system, right? I try to do the same thing I showed you with the poster last night. I divide them into categories: seeds, herbs, citrus, onion, and garlic, peppercorns, blends, capsicums, which are chili peppers, and my salts. I, I I'm currently dealing with about thirty different kinds of salt. <laughs> Jesus, it, it's just incredible. <laughs> when I yeah. uh, Jay here, when I when I hear that, I can't even. It's almost it's a little intimidating, right? Because you want it, it you know, you don't. But with something that pops into my head as he's talking about recipes and and being ready to go and ready to have your spices, I'm thinking I'm a guy who thinks that it's better to uh, season my meat 
whatever it may be, or fish, and then and then wait, and then give it hours to soak in or something. And I was just going to ask, is that it, it, am question. I doing it for no reason, or does that or does that actually do something to the quality of the meat and spice? Applying the spices to it for a longer period of time is that going to benefit the flavor it does profile? Help. It it does help, but it also there's you got to be careful about doing it because the salt in a blend will extract moisture from the protein. Yeah, you don't want to do that. You want to keep as much moisture in your protein as you can. That's what carries the flavor. Mm-hmm. You don't want to dry things out when you cook them. You want to make sure that they're... I mean, salt will cook your, your meat. It will. And that's what ceviche is, yeah. right? Ceviche yeah, absolutely. Is, 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 is salt and acid. So do you kind of get protein. that, Jay? So, yeah, so that's leave. why all my meat sucks is because <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm putting a, a, a salt block in there and then yeah. aging it for three days. And then when I cook it, I'm like, well, this is dry and awful. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, <laughs> Chef Zig, it's just so fun to have you in studio with us. And you're going to be around um for the next hour and a half so we'll have plenty of time we're going to circle back around to some more um spice questions um but we have some things that we're gonna do in the meantime as well you up for it zig always cool all right uh, chef tim ziggler in studio with us uh i call him uh, the spice master extraordinaire what do you think too long yeah, yeah. Spice. Spice, spice geek, spice idiot. Spice geek, I like that. Yeah, spice those are my favorites. I'm going to write that down. Spice geek. Uh, spice geek, and he truly is. Spice geek, geek uh, Chef Tim Ziegler. And you mentioned a poster that you have. Uh, it's a spice poster, and I just want to quickly say that uh, we're going to make this poster available for for people to check out, look at, and um, and purchase for their own kitchen. And I think it's a very beautiful poster, but it's uh, thoughtful and helpful as well. That's on your website right now, isn't it, Zig? It is, and it's, it, it's a device that'll work with you to develop a menu, uh, make your recipes more authentic, help chefs with writing uh, menu descriptions. Mm-hmm. That's what the chefs who are using it, they love it because... Oh, I know where that comes from, and I can put that in the menu description. Spice up your holiday and, and get it for yourself or a loved one that loves to cook in the kitchen. It's, again, a beautiful poster that's so thoughtfully put together by uh, our friend, Chef Tim Ziegler, and you can check that out on his website, chefzig.com, C-H-E-F-Z-I-E-G.com. He's the Spice Geek. You'll understand why once you see this poster. We'll come back. We'll take a break. We're going to check in with Mary Hurdle from Barking Dog Beer Bones. It's a friend of the show along with Karen Hertz from Holiday Brewing Company. What do they have in common? You'll have to find out when we get back on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Hi, I'm Bobby Stuckey, Master Sommelier from Frosca Food & Wine in Boulder, Colorado, and you're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Hi, I'm Charlie Gottenkenny, brewmaster at Brews Beers in Denver. Need a break from the holiday hullabaloo? We'll stop into Brews Beers and kick back. We make lots of badass Belgian-style beers that get rave reviews. And for the holidays, we've cooked up some very special beers, including a spicy golden ale with citrus notes, a quadruple with black currants, Hellraiser Golden Strong, and coming soon, our Belgian-style champagne beer. The only one in Colorado. It's brewed once a year and not to be missed. We're in the Midtown community at 67th and Pecos. And if you're looking for some great holiday gift ideas, we've got those too. Cool brewery apparel, limited bottlings of small batch brews, and for your special friends, there's the World of Belgian Beers Tasting Class, a totally unique experience. Don't forget to stock up on crawlers for your holiday parties. That's Brews Beers, 1675 West 67th Avenue in Denver. Check us out at www.bruzbeers.com. We're dog-friendly indoors and out, so come on in and experience some Belgian-style badassery. 
All right, back to the show momentarily, but right now uh, we're going to talk to you about The Goods Restaurant. And The Goods Restaurant, I'm in love with this place for various reasons, but uh, attached to the Tattered Cover Building uh, across from East High School is The Goods Restaurant. And what you'll find is a, a very thoughtfully put-together restaurant by uh, owner Mark Whistler. Mark loves sourcing. He loves to be mindful of what his... Um, his customers want. And when you're dining in the Goods Restaurant, Jay, it's one of those things to where you know it's family-owned and operated because Mark's running around doing all the jobs. I, I always judge you, Greg, by when the owner's running around with an apron on and and doing everything, that makes a difference. Yeah, and it means so much to him that you're happy with your experience. A uh, lot of dishes. So you're, you, if you're a carnivore, go. If you're mm-hmm. vegan, go. If you're gluten-free, many gluten-free options and, and very happy um, for Mark to be embracing those types of dietary restrictions. It's just smart. In a world of knowing where you're sourcing your food, how you're presenting it and putting it out there, uh, they've got great happy hours. They've got a great brunch as well. But here's a gimme for you. Book a holiday party now with 15 or more people for December and uh, February. And Mark's going to give you a $100 head start, a $100 gift card for 15 or more people. It's absolutely complimentary and free. You can give it away. You can keep it. You can put it towards your holiday party, uh, but it's just there for you. What a what a merry, merry Christmas and a happy holidays for you for that. Uh, so go check them out. 2550 East Colfax. Again, attached to the tattered cover building across from East High School. You're going to love it. It's the Goods Restaurant. Hi, this is uh, Certified Master Chef Ed Janos from Cook Fresh Market, and you're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. All right, hanging out in the iHeart Studios next weekend. We'll be at the Chef's Table live from the Bindery with uh, Chef Linda Hampston Fox. She's a friend of the show in studio with us, co-hosting tonight with myself, Greg Holland, back in Jay Parker is Chef Tim Ziegler, the Spice Geek. You can check him out at ChefZig.com, Z-I-E-G. Dot com. Uh, do yourself a favor with that. In the meantime and in between time, here's something for you. And it is the holidays, and why not? Everybody's got to take care of their doggers, you know? Everybody loves their dogs. That they're, they're part of the family. That's right. Uh, Chef Zig, do you have a dog? Absolutely. It's a demon dog, but... Yeah, we have a great, we have a dog. <laughs> All right, uh, none better than Mary Hurdle, Barking Dog Beer Bones. Welcome back to the Modern Eater Show. Hi, thank you. It's good to have you in studio. Uh, I, I teased coming up into this segment, what does uh, Mary Hurdle and Barking Dog Beer Bones have in common with Karen Hertz from Holiday Brewing Company? I have no idea, but I'm going to put uh, Karen on the line with us. Karen, do we have you? You got me. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? <laughs> yeah, great. Hi, Karen. Good to have you Hi. back on this. Happy holidays. Yes. Everybody. You know Mary, right? I do. Hi. Hi. How are you? This is good. cool. How are you guys? Good, thanks. <laughs> Very creative yeah. that you guys have teamed up, and here's the tie-in. Uh, so how does this work, Karen? So from your dedicated gluten-free brewery in Golden, Colorado, named Holiday Brewing Company, and just delicious beer, gluten-free or not. I just uh, sometimes I hate saying it's gluten-free because of the, the, the kind of stigmatism around that, but it's just it's standalone delicious beer. Uh, but right. here it is. You're using your spent grain. Is that correct? That's right. So, um, Mary, they utilize our spent grain to make basically gluten-free treats for dogs. So there is a, actually a market. There's gluten-free dog food, but um, I, they do this, and she will probably tell you a lot more, but they do it with other spent grains that we thought would be a really good grain to make dog treats that are 
Okay, so wait, you're breaking up just a little bit there. Oh, no. Uh, maybe stand on one foot and put your hand in the air. <laughs> Te- technology these days. But uh, so right. the, the question that just begs in my mind is, okay, someone's going to tell you if they have a, they're gluten-free or gluten-free lifestyler or they just feel better or they have an intolerance or inflammation because right. of gluten. Uh, but uh, I've never heard a dog tell anybody that they needed <laughs> gluten-free. <laughs> what, what do you think? How, how does that work? out ladies well i specialize in the gluten-free human uh, well having a bad time yeah how about connection. this mary why don't you field that one what's going on with gluten-free dogs karen we're just having a little bit of trouble hearing you so we're gonna let care uh, let mary field this one yeah i, I move a little <laughs> i think that's mostly you know bringing your dog to the vet your dog having allergies and uh uh, I was hoping they... the simple answer was, "Hey, there is no connection. We just <laughs> we like Holiday Brewing Company, oh. and we're going to use their spent grain, gluten free or not." Uh, <laughs> I thought that might be the easy answer, but this is actually uh, dogs' lifestyles now, huh? Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, Greg, you hear it all the time, and and you t- and if you talk to any yeah. do- dog lovers, they will attest to my dog has a certain diet that we have to adhere to. Otherwise, it, she doesn't act the same, or she gets uh, tired, or she throws mm-hmm. up. So, I mean, you know, why not? Why not? Check it out. Hey, uh, TJ, I put um, Karen on hold. Could you pick up, see how her connection's doing? If you need to give her a ring back, because I want to give her a shot. I really like uh, Karen Hertz, owner. Uh, at Holiday Brewing Company. So, Mary, uh, Barking Dogs Beer Bones, uh, you've kind of a theme using um, beer. And it's so smart because breweries and especially embracing dogs coming into their breweries and people that uh, you see within the culture of people that love craft beer, uh, there's a good chance they have a dog. Yes. And (laughs) it just (laughs) makes sense. But uh, how can people look to see what you have to offer at Barking Dog Beer Bones? Um, well, they can go on my website. Uh, it's www.barkingdogbeerbones.com. I'm going to check it out right now. Um, we're at uh, several stores and several breweries where you can purchase it. So uh, remind people, Mary, that you so your Barking Dog Bones are being made with the spent grains from local breweries, yes. correct? And so that's kind of like your twist or your niche on uh, on what you're doing, right? right? What are some of the breweries that you're getting grains from to uh, to um, make these bones? <clears throat> Excuse me, the Bob. Oh, uh, we know the Bob. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we know Bob. Um, Distig, Distig. Have you heard of that? I, I don't know if we've known that one or not. Here, Karen, I think. Uh, Bruce? Bruce? You might be getting that's... some from Bruce. Karen's back. Hi, Karen. Bruce. Hi. Any better? <laughs> much better. Thank you very much. Sorry. No, no sweat. No sweat. So we're just talking yeah. about last time we met up with Mary, she was at Bruce Beers in Midtown. Yeah. And uh, Jay, you tasted one of her uh, bones. I did. Right? We were talking about that in the elevator. How was it? It was delicious, and and like I told her, oh look, she brought, she brought another one. She told me she had a treat for me. <laughs> oh, Jay, are you gonna have one right yeah. now? I don't see why not. Okay. This is the grain free, grain gluten free. Oh, this is the gluten free one that I'm about okay, to eat. This so is gonna go, go on. All right, Instagram. You, this has to go on Instagram. It yeah, has wanna... honey and parsley <laughs> and mint, so you'll have fresh breath. <laughs> I love it, CJ. All right, Are you ready? I don't want you to lose you. it, so make sure you get this. I'll chew loud so that the radio can you uh, move listeners the can hear. Just you should to... sniff it first. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hey, That's... keep this PG thirteen. All right. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> 
There you go. Uh, hey, hey, it smells all right. You ready? Yeah. All right, here we go. Gluten-free dog bone. Here we go. Mm. Oh, that's good. <laughs> nice and crunchy. Now, that's a good cleanser for, for dog's teeth right there, keeping yes. a healthy mouth, mm-hmm. right? What do you think? How's it taste, Jay? Grainy. Mm-hmm. Tastes a little grainy. Yeah. Um, I can definitely tell you there's no gluten in this, 100%. Can you tell me which I'm brewery that is, this I'm came that from? astute. Oh. This right here, I'm going to say. Now, yeah. okay, some of the nuances that I'm getting from the crunch is uh, that must be holidayly. That is holidayly. <laughs> it's so delicious. Even as a dog treat, it's so delicious. Yeah. I that- think that was the stout. Was this the stout? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yes. There you go. Okay, That's so good. I'm on your website right now. It's very straightforward and easy. So you've got the uh, bones with carrots. You've got the with peanut butter. You've got the with pumpkin. Oh, way to be holiday about that. I like that. <laughs> um, so it's there for you. And check it out because you guys are doing such a great job. Jay. Now, Greg, I would suggest this, uh, Chef uh, Zig. He may want to interact a little bit to add a little a couple bells and whistles to this if the humans are going to enjoy it as much as the canine. I think maybe a little blend, a little roast spice. beef blend spice. Spice it up. That might bit. help. But uh, all jokes aside, it's, uh, I mean, it's delicious. It's delicious. You have a dog-friendly brewery, don't you? Uh, we, we do. And you know what she's doing is a really a cool idea because a lot of the brewing industry is tied in with being dog-friendly. And then... You know, just reducing the waste that we have. The rest of our spent grain goes to a mushroom farm, actually, in uh, Lakewood. But it's just cool to recycle it and have our customers actually see that we're doing things like this to help the environment. We're not throwing everything away. We're reusing it. And their puppies get to have a treat while they have a treat. I I dig it. It's a cool idea, and it's fun. You know, it's fun in every brewery that they're in. But for us, it's really special because it's kind of like, I don't know. They're all gluten-free together, which is really cool. And they're actually utilizing the grain that they're drinking beer from. And they can see it all kind of in a circle right there, which is great. Love it. I always look for your beer around town as well. Uh, Karen Hertz, Holiday Brewing Company. Uh, what's going on at the brewery? Anything we need to know in December? Oh, yeah. We're going to have a special holiday release. Um, and it'll be our first bottle. So that's coming up in the next couple of weeks. And we'll have some announcements about that. So we're real excited about that. We just released our stout in cans that we're distributing. So we have three year-round beers now that are out in the market. So our blonde, our our favorite blonde, our Fat Randy's IPA, and then our Riva Stout we just released. So, you know, we're moving and shaking up in Golden, that's for sure. She's such a, just really, I mean, you you found with yourself and your lifestyle of what you need and being a beer lover and your past of, of brewing at other breweries, um, being a part of those things, but just figuring out uh, how to be a delicious brewing company that's gluten-free so that people have more options than just cider. It's amazing that you're able to do that. And uh, I just think the world of you and what you're doing and the gluten-free folks need to go visit you at Holiday Brewing Company in Golden College. Colorado. Give out the address. Um, we're at 801 Brickyard Circle in Golden. There she is. Thank you, and happy Thank holidays. You. Sorry for the uh, technical No, difficulty. you're fine. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> we'll talk to everyone soon. Happy holidays. Yeah, you bet. There she is. She's a great, she's a classy, classy gal. She is. Uh, Mary Hurdle, I'm looking at your website, BarkingDogBeerBones.com. I encourage people to go check out your website and support local, right? 
Yes. Uh, Great holiday gifts, yeah, too. Absolutely. You know? uh, don't forget about your dogs. And many of you who are dog lovers, uh, they come first. And <laughs> this would be a great way to do that. So thanks for coming into the studio. Thanks for having me. Our friend uh, Roger King, who is on 103.5 The Fox, and his wife, um, Deb Nab, who is also affectionately known as Deb Nab the Mutt Master. She is a dog uh, trainer extraordinaire. Deb is going to be thrilled to try out some of these bones for her dogs. Great. So that's really cool. All right, we'll do that. We'll come back. We've got um, our field trip, the family Jones. Uh, Jay and I paid a visit. We'll do In the Kitchen. Chef Tim Ziegler in studio with us still. And uh, Chef Zig, what do you think? We'll come back and talk to the family Jones. Oh, I'm excited about it. Their spice usage and their cocktails and their entrees. It's just impressive. Oh, cool. He's done some studying on the family, Jones. We'll come back with Chef Tim Dotson. That'll be next right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Gardner Hammond from Alpine Dog Brewing Company, winner of the Micro Brew Fest IPA competition. You're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Rocker Spirits. It's a distillery. It's a place to hang. It's about quality. It's about taste. It's about passion. Infused with American spirit. Rocker whiskey, rocker rum, rocker vodka. Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And have you ever had pizza from a thousand degree oven? Great pizza from Sprezzatura. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Rockerspirits.com. Rockerspirits.com. Okay, we're going to jump to In the Kitchen and Chef Tim Dodson momentarily. But right now, Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. Uh, just call Jeff, and here's why. He's putting in the best tap lines all over the city and beyond. Um, cra- uh, craft beer, it's so delicious, but it needs to be poured uh, the way that it would be poured at the brewery, right from the source. And Jeff Rourke from A-Plus Beverage Solutions does that. Uh, F&G, it's a new restaurant, a Troy Guard restaurant, just opened up yesterday. Jeff did the taps there. He's doing the new uh, faucets in Tap 14, 70 tap lines dedicated to delicious Colorado craft beer. And that'll be opening up on 19th Street here in Denver, Colorado by D-Bar and um we're just excited to have Jeff Rourke on the job. You need an A-plus on your report card for your draft lines because inefficient beer is terrible. If you're pouring inefficient beer, Jay, what are you doing? You're pouring your beer down the drain. Don't pour your beer or your money down the drain. But uh, My new thing, Greg, I always say foam is money. <laughs> foam is money. Uh, Jeff Rourke, A-plus Beverage Solutions. He's going to make sure you're as efficient as possible. 720-272-3809. 720 it's Jeff Rourke in A-Plus Beverage Solutions. Whose cuisine reigns supreme? You're listening to the Modern Eater Show. The ultimate gourmet challenge. And it's time for In the Kitchen. All right, looking forward to this. We'll get right to work. Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, and Chef Tim Ziegler co-hosting along with myself and Jay tonight. But we're going to – we did a field trip. We went to the Family Jones, and we met new friends. It's a really cool place on Central Street, and we'll get right to work because he is in the kitchen, or as they affectionately refer to it, as a bitchin, a bar kitchen. <laughs> and there he is, yep. Chef Tim Dodson on the Modern Eater Show. Welcome, Chef. How are you? 
I'm good. How are you? <laughs> Very good. Thanks for coming on. Uh, we had the pleasure to meet you just this last week. We Again, we were in the family, Jones. And uh, Chef Tim Ziegler here with us. He's a, the spice geek extraordinaire. And he was checking out your website there, Chef. And it looks like, um, Chef Zig, you're, you're looking at some cool stuff as far as the, their spice usage as well. Oh, I think your flavor combinations are pretty incredible, both on the cocktail side and your entree side. It's impressive, Chef. Yeah, we're just trying to incorporate a lot of the spices and herbs and stuff like that they use in the distilling process and the, you know, some of the food and use those flavors to complement and contrast and stuff like that. Yeah, it's cool, Zig. I want to try that quinoa and beef salad. It looks pretty impressive. Yeah, it's fun. You know, it's uh, kind of a classic combination of, you know, beets and cheese, but, uh, you know, we're trying to do something a little, you know, fun and uh, inventive and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah. What are you seasoning the pecan crumble with? Um, it's pretty much a classic um, crumble uh, with flour, butter, sugar, and stuff like that. But um, we also add some bourbon in there. Uh, pretty much in all the dishes, we try to incorporate some of the the spirits as much as we can into flavor and you know complement the drinks. Yeah, and Jay, it's a small space, right? I mean, bar kitchen. So the layout is there. You are you're at the bar. You can see the kit. Kind of an open kitchen concept, right? You can mm-hmm. see right into the bar. But with such limited space that you have there, chef, does that uh, hinder you, or do you just work around that? And and does it does it kind of dictate what your menu would be as well? Well, I mean, it's super small, and we don't have a hood, so that definitely affects the menu. But um, we kind of looked at it as an opportunity just to do some, you know, different stuff and look at food a different way because, you know, we're also trying, you know, this is also, you know, primarily a, a tasting room for, you know, our spirit. So um, kind of like taking a different aspect and a different approach to how we create the menu and um, especially working with Nick, the bar manager, you know, just creating the dishes, you know, and the drinks to complement one another in such a small space. And I don't know, it's just been a lot of fun. It's cool. Uh, when we were down there, you brought out a few dishes. Uh, the fondue, just to oh. begin with, was just... Uh, and everything that you put out in front of us looked like it, 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 almost like uh, a centerpiece for your table. I just I almost didn't want to eat it. It's so beautiful. Uh, the plating of your food is just uh, fantastic. Hats off to you. Um, where, do you get your, uh, where do you get your inspiration from for some of your dishes? Um, well, I appreciate that. Um, like with the pumpkin fondue, we just want to do something seasonal and, you know, something approachable for people, you know, while they're at the tasting room. Some people will come here um, to have dinner and taste the spirits, but other people will just come for, you know, a snack and try the spirits as well. So, uh, you know, we just want to do something fun. You know, we roast off little pumpkins because that's season and put the fondue in that along with the, you know, the vegetable skewers and kind of try to present it in a cool, fun way. Um, so yeah, it was just seasonality and just being fun and inventive with the food and drinks. Take one minute and here it is. It's your elevator speech. If you got some people in the elevator, you know, you got a minute with them. Uh, why come into the family Jones? Uh, it's just, it's the people that are here, you know, it was, you know, it was called the family Jones before I got here, but it's really, you know, just taking on that whole spirit of family between the head distiller, Rob Masters, myself and, uh, Nick Touch, the bar manager, just being, you know, really fun and creative with the spirits. You know, we got a beautiful still here that we could do small runs in. 
uh, really small kitchen bar, you know, the bitchin' that we can work together, you know, and pair stuff to do experimental, cool, fun, inventive things. It is really cool, and I think that that's exactly why. So it is a um, a restaurant slash distillery. So you're using a lot of items, um, that, and you're kind of creating, uh, crafting things yourself, which I think is very unique and fun. Thanks for coming on the show. We'll be back, and we'll have you on the show many, many more times. Looking forward to your future success. Awesome. Thanks for the interest. There he is. Uh, <laughs> Chef Tim Dodson, the family Jones. We'll come back. Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, uh, Chef Tim Ziegler in, in studio with us. We're kind of a, it's a spice show. So we'll come back with the rest of the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio.